With you this morning, I would invite you to open to the passage in John chapter 5, John chapter 5 that our brother Don read a few moments ago, and we will be uh, there in that text here in just a few minutes. It is good to see all of you here this uh, great Sunday morning. We have several of our own number that are away from us because, as has been mentioned today, it is Father's Day, but we also have some who are visiting with us, I think, because it is Father's Day, and so we are happy that all who are here have chosen to come and to worship God with us. And I hope that our minds have been on God this morning, that our, our songs have been pleasing to Him, the prayers that we have offered to Him have been acceptable to Him, as we have gathered around the table of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we truly have let our minds go back to that scene and to remember the love that he has shown for us there, and to continue in that mind frame as we open God's word together. Some of you who are members of this congregation may or may not remember, I certainly do because it involves my family, but you may remember uh, back a few months ago from about the end of February to the end of April, it seemed like that there was at least one person in our family of five who was sick. For whatever reason, it seemed like we couldn't get over being sick, and it wasn't the same sickness that we had for seven or eight weeks. It was multiple things that began to be passed around from family member to family member. And I don't know, I guess maybe I have a good immune system because for about seven of those eight weeks, I was able to avoid that sickness. But then right there at the end, I was sick as well and missed a Sunday not being able to assemble with you. And I don't know about you, but as I think about sickness in my life, as I think about sickness in my family's life, as I think about sickness, even among this family here of God's people at Fairview, my reaction to sickness oftentimes is I hate sickness. And I hate being sick because it just messes up everything that you have planned for your day. You have to lay in bed, you have to go to the doctor. You have to take medicine, maybe you have to get a shot. All of those things that probably none of us sitting here this morning enjoy, we would rather be doing something else. But sadly, because sin has come into our world, this is the world in which we live. And no matter how young or old we are, no matter how healthy we may think ourselves to be, the fact is, because we live in the world that we live in, all of us experience sickness from time to time. How do you see sickness? Maybe you've never really thought about that, but how do you view sickness? Do you hate it as I do? Do you maybe show any concern for those around you who are sick? Maybe when you are well, that your, your mind is really on them and what they are experiencing, what they are suffering through at that point in their life. Do you consider sickness to be among the worst things that you or your loved one could ever possibly experience here upon earth? Well, however we see sickness in our life or in the lives of other people around us, I would suggest that our view, like our view of a lot of things, probably falls far short of God's view. And so this morning as we continue our yearly theme to think about as a congregation of how we can be more like Jesus, I invite you to join me here in John chapter 5 to help us see sickness 
as our great physician Jesus Christ saw it. At first glance, this text here in John chapter 5 may seem like any other text that you can read through the Gospels. It may appear to us to be nothing more than one of many times in those four Gospel accounts to describe Jesus' power on earth to heal people who were sick, whether they were blind, whether they were lame, whether they were infected with some disease, whatever their sickness, their illness, their trouble was, we are just uh, given uh, a glimpse into the power of Jesus over and over and over again throughout the Gospels that Jesus had the power over sickness. Because after all, as we read through the Gospels, the life of Jesus Christ, we might think to ourselves, well, wasn't healing sick people uh, a major part of his work here upon earth? And it certainly was, as the Gospel writer Matthew tells us. I don't have this particular passage on the screen, but you might turn in your Bible, or at least in your mind, to the end of Matthew chapter 4. And in Matthew chapter 4, at verses 23 and 24, I think anyway, here that Matthew is doing a nice job of kind of summarizing the life of Jesus Christ, the work of Jesus Christ, His ministry, His service to His creation, why He came to earth. Here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, Matthew says that Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Certainly as we think about the mission of Jesus Christ, this is why he came. At least a part of his mission here on earth was to heal those who were sick as he was continuing to teach them the good news about himself. And so the scriptures, I believe, make it abundantly clear that Jesus did heal multitudes upon multitudes while he was here. But we might ask a couple of questions about that. Number one, did he see sickness as the worst possible problem on earth? physical sickness as the worst possible problem. And number two, connected to that, did he come to cure everyone of every illness? John tells us, of course, at the end of his gospel that there were a lot of other things that Jesus said that aren't recorded in the four gospels for us. There are a lot of other things that Jesus did, lots of other miracles, wonders, and signs that he performed that we don't have recorded in the record. We have enough to give us enough evidence that Jesus is who he claimed to be and come to the conclusion, the decision individually that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and believe in him and have eternal life in him. But did Jesus come to cure every illness or every sickness here upon earth? Did he see sickness as the worst possible thing that could happen to someone? Well, there certainly are some similarities between what we read here in John 5 and Jesus healing the chronically ill man and him healing others in the gospel accounts who were sick. There are some statements, I think, in this particular text that will hopefully help us to see what I'm trying to emphasize this morning to help us to think about, to see clearly how Jesus Christ saw sickness so that we can see it in the same way as he did. And our lesson this morning is really just two major points. Number one, when Jesus saw sickness, he cared, the Bible tells us. Notice here, if you're in John or if you were over there in Matthew to turn back to our passage in John, in John chapter 5, and notice here the 
few verses I have particularly highlighted here on the screen. Verse 6, beginning. John chapter 5 at verse 6. The Bible says to us there that when Jesus saw him, the chronically ill man lying there by the pool of Bethesda, and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Although it's not specifically stated here in this text in John, I believe the actions of Jesus Christ toward this sick man show us how he viewed him. It shows us this first point here that he cared to the point that he not only felt compassion for this chronically ill man, but he was willing to put those feelings into action. He was willing to take action on behalf of this man that was lying here by the pool. I want you to notice, first of all, and I think it is significant that John says to us that Jesus saw this man lying by the pool of Bethesda. Think of the multitude that was here at the pool. It says there at verse 3 that in these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered. Uh, John doesn't give us, obviously, a number of people who are here lying by the pool of Bethesda. But it's a multitude. (laughs) Maybe it was dozens. Maybe it was hundreds of Jews who had come who were sick in some capacity. Think about how busy Jesus was. Think about how much Jesus had to do in his lifetime. Think about how many sick people he met during his three-year ministry or so. And yet it is this particular man on this occasion, as he is walking by this pool, that catches the attention of Jesus Christ. Jesus saw this man lying here. Secondly, John says to us that Jesus knew that this man had been suffering a long time with this particular sickness. As John points out to us here in verse 5 of our text, it was 38 years to be exact. As you look around the room, you you can find people who are way younger than 38. I mean, to live 38 years seems to be ancient to them. And you can find people in this auditorium this morning to think about 38 years. That, That doesn't seem like a very long time. Maybe they've lived twice as much or many years past that. But to think about having an illness, a sickness for this amount of time, for this duration, Jesus knew this man had been suffering for a very long time. Thirdly, John says to us that Jesus was the one who spoke to him. That is to say that Jesus was the one that initiated the conversation with this man. Again, think about how many people may have been lying here by the pool. Think about how busy Jesus was, how many people Jesus interacted with that were sick during his time upon earth. But Jesus is the one, now as he's walking by the pool, he is the one who starts the conversation. That was not always the case. As you read through the gospel accounts, you'll find some men, maybe like the blind men, who knew that Jesus was walking by, and they're the ones that are crying out. They are the ones that are trying to get the attention of Jesus Christ. But no, here, Jesus is the one who asked him the question there at verse 6, do you wish to get well? And then fourthly, notice... John tells us here in this account that after hearing why this man had not been made well to this point, that Jesus healed him. And so when we put these four facts together, I think we must conclude that Jesus cared very deeply. He had a deep compassion. He had an empathy for this particular man and his sickness, his condition. And he showed that on this occasion. 
When we see sickness around us, especially a sickness that may be like this man, a sickness that is a long-term condition, when, when that sickness appears in our family, when it appears among our brethren, when it even appears maybe among strangers that we don't know, just people that pass, cross our paths, kind of like this particular man and Jesus meeting here, do we show ourselves to be like Jesus? Do we show the kind of care that Jesus showed for this particular man? Because I fear too often as I think about my own life, and as you think about your own life, that I fear too often, we don't have bad intentions about this, but I fear too often we are just so focused upon our own lives. We are in such a hurry to get where we are going. Couldn't Jesus have said, I don't have time to even notice this man. I don't have time much less to stop and to heal him. But we just get so caught up in our own lives, we're in such a hurry to get where we are going, that maybe we don't even see those who are truly sick. Or if we do see them, maybe BBS isn't too far in the rearview mirror, hopefully in our minds, <laughs> that we're kind of like the priest and Levite that we just want to pass by on the other side. Maybe we don't care enough to engage them in conversation as Jesus did here to find out all about their background, to find out what their situation is, to find out how we can help them. And Jesus showed this level of care. He showed a true love for this man who was sick. And we need to imitate Jesus in that particular regard. But secondly, and I think the greater lesson that I want you to see here this morning as we think about being more like Jesus in this particular sermon is that when Jesus saw sickness, he cared more about a greater sickness. And I want you to go back and look at these two verses again that I have here on the screen, verse 6 and verse 14. Again, we'll read this same verse, verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? And then at verse 14, afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. You know, if we were to read verse 6 without reading verse 14, we might conclude that as Jesus was asking this sick man, this chronically ill man, do you wish to get well, that maybe Jesus was just asking him a question about his physical health. Again, as we just pointed out in the first point here in our lesson, Jesus definitely was concerned about his physical health. Jesus cared enough about this condition that he had had for 38 years that he was willing to focus his attention upon this man for a few moments and to heal him of this particular sickness. But when we connect the question that Jesus asked here in verse 6 to his statement over in verse 14, it becomes obvious, at least to me, that Jesus seems to be thinking on a higher plane as he always was. That Jesus is now thinking more about the spiritual health and the spiritual well-being of this man than just his physical health, his physical condition. Because as much as Jesus cared about this man's physical sickness and well-being, he cared more about his spiritual sickness and about his spiritual well-being. Furthermore, as we continue to think about that question that he asked here in verse 6, if the, the question that Jesus asked of this man, do you wish to be well, only pertained to this man's physical sickness, to this man's desire, obviously, to be made well physically, he wants his life to be changed, 
Does it seem somewhat strange that Jesus would even ask this question? (laughs) I mean, here is the all-knowing Son of God. And he is asking this man who has been sick for 38 years, who has just been waiting for someone to come along and to put him into the pool so that he can be healed before someone gets in before him. He is asking him, do you want to be well? (laughs) And to me, it would seem like the answer to that question would be very obvious. I mean, who of us, if we were in that situation, would not want to be healed? Would not want to have that infirmity anymore? But if Jesus asked this question more in relation to this man's desire to be spiritually well, well, the answer to that question might not be so obvious. Because there are some sick people whose only desire is just to enjoy good physical health. They just want God. If there is a God, they may think in their mind, if you really do exist and you are the almighty God, you are all powerful. If you really do exist, just take this physical ailment away from my life and everything will be great. But there are some sick people whose only desire is to just enjoy good physical health while they care very little about their spiritual well-being. There are some people, as we might ask them this question, not in relation to their physical problems, but their spiritual problem of sin. Do you wish to get well? There are some people, if they're honest, would probably say no. I'm enjoying my life. If I could just have this particular problem taken out of my life, everything would be great. But they don't really care about seeking God. They don't care much about doing His will. They don't care much about following His Son. All of that aside, though, one thing is certain. When Jesus saw this sick man, I believe John is trying to point out to us here that he saw more than his physical sickness. He saw a greater sickness, his spiritual sickness of sin, and therefore he warned him, go and sin no more, so that he would not experience something worse. And you know, if you were here listening to this particular conversation, if you were not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, if your mindset and your thinking was kind of like the rest of the world's, and you were thinking something worse... You know, what could be worse than 38 years of sickness? And who knows all of the frustrations that came with this particular man trying everything that he could, just hoping again that someone would come along and be able to put him into the pool so that he could be healed. Again, think about yourself, for myself. (laughs) When I'm sick for just a day or two or three, I'm extremely frustrated, (laughs) I want this sickness to go away. And especially being this long in this ailment. And to think about from an earthly perspective, there's something worse? And the answer, of course, is that there is something worse. The answer is that in eternity, in the torment of hell, because a person only cares about being physically healed rather than being healed spiritually. A person who maybe even is blind to his own sin. A person kind of like the scribes and the Pharisees that Jesus interacted with them on a number of occasions. He said over in John chapter 9, as he healed the blind man, you are the blind ones. They don't even see their problem. 
And therefore, this particular man that had this ailment for so long, this sickness for so long, he needed to see, and we also need to see, that not being healed of spiritual sickness carries far worse consequences, brothers and sisters, than not being healed of our physical sickness, any kind of sickness that might have. And I know that there are some in this congregation who maybe can relate in a more direct way than I can to this man who had been sick, who had been lame for 38 years. But I'm asking all of us to look at this problem that we deal with every day in our life that is all around us, to look at it not through our own human eyes, but to look at it through the eyes of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and therefore to be like Him. When we experience sickness, especially chronic or long-term sickness, or we see that kind of sickness in people that we love around us, is our chief concern physical healing or spiritual healing? Again, where is our mindset? Do we think if God would just take all of this away, that then I would be able to serve Him, then I would be able to praise Him, then I would be able to tell others about Him? then I could really be effective in the kingdom for him. That may or may not be true. But I'm afraid again that all too often we see our sickness or the sickness of someone else only from a physical perspective and not from a spiritual perspective. That yes, this is something that is a problem. Yes, this is something that is maybe a hindrance in some ways to our service to others but this is not the worst thing that could happen to us. This is not the worst thing that we could live with. Because if this particular perspective describes you, I want you to listen again to the words of Jesus, to hear him well on this occasion, as he says again to this man who has been sick for 38 years, verse 14, he says, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. You. Jesus cared deeply about this particular man who had been sick for 38 years, but he cared more about his spiritual sickness, the spiritual sickness that all of us who are of age deal with, have experienced, and that is the sickness, the disease of sin. As I said to you at the beginning of our lesson this morning, I hate being sick. And I hate for anyone around me to be sick. But if you and I are going to be like Jesus in this regard, if we are going to view physical sickness as he saw it, all of us must come to see that there is something far worse, that there is something far worse than just being physically sick. It is being spiritually sick. It is being infected with the disease of sin. And it is not just suffering for 38 years, but it is suffering for eternity. And that is something certainly that is far, far worse. What about you this morning? Are you sick with sin? Jesus is the great physician. He is the one who came not only to heal people as we have seen this morning from John 5 of their physical maladies and diseases and infirmities, but he is the one who more than that came to heal us of our spiritual problem of sin. He is the one who, only one who can take away our sin. He is the only one who can make us well, if that is our true desire this morning. What about you? Is that your desire? If you look at your life, if you look at your heart, and you see that sin is your master, get rid of that. 
You can't do that obviously on your own, but Jesus has the power to take that away. And you can come this morning before this audience, you can confess your faith that Jesus truly is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He does have the power to heal you physically, but more than that, He has the power to heal you spiritually. You can come this morning repenting of your sins and taking that burden off of your shoulders. None of us can carry that burden by ourselves, by the way. But we can bring that and we can lay that at the feet of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we can take up His yoke and we can come and follow Him. And having repented of our sins, we can be baptized into Him and have all of our sins washed away. Doesn't that sound appealing to you? Doesn't that sound exciting to you if you're not a follower of His? For those of us who claim to be Christians, we need to remember how appealing that message really is, that Jesus has come to take our sins away, that we do not bear them anymore. But it might be even as a follower of Jesus Christ that we have gone back into the world, that our mind has been transformed into the thinking of the world rather than being transformed into the will of God. And we have sinned against our great God who has the power to take away again not only our physical sickness, but more importantly, our spiritual sickness. And if that's you this morning, we would invite you to come back to him and to get on the right path that leads to an eternity with him. Whatever your condition might be this morning, if we can help you in some way, if you know that you're sick and you need healing, a healing that only Jesus can give, once you respond to his invitation, come to the front now as we stand and as we sing.